Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Lore Sports proudly brings to you the best racing podcast in the world. Now, here's your host, Lauren Leach, the color guy, Mark Allen, the Loose Slugs Racing Podcast. Hey, Loose Lug Nation. Welcome to episode number 98 of the Loose Lugs Racing Podcast, sponsored by the Corp Racing. Thanks to Tim for all his support. Also, thank you to Chris for that awesome intro. As always. Mark, uh, before we get into our 98s here, I just wanted to say uh, a few things here. Um, Sherry Pollock's lost her battle, and this kind of hits home to me with having two close family members lose their battle with cancer early on. And uh, so it hits home. Uh, it's a big loss in the community. Uh, I will always appreciate what she was doing in her fight. And for the other patients, especially the children, it's a, uh, it's a very big loss in the racing community. You know, we haven't seen her around for a while, you know, and Martin hasn't been with her. And uh, she's been battling a long time, man, you know, and uh, what she's done has saved many women's lives and even into the future. So, um, yeah, uh, sad news uh, come out of there for that one. For sure. Yeah, she was uh, the ultimate warrior, beat it how many times, kept fighting uh, that foundation. She started with Sherry Strong, just incredible what she did. So um, sad to see that uh, she lost her fight, but. Uh, she'll always be a winner to a lot of people, including myself. Yep, absolutely, man. So yeah, good memories for her. It's just uh, was just unfortunate we haven't seen her around in a while, and you know, kind of thinking that maybe she was being sick or something. But yep, sad news this week. So everybody think about her for a prayer there. Yep. Uh, when I think of the '98 mark, I think of Ty Majeski uh, in that '98 uh, Crest Constructors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, Johnny Sauter uh, raced it back in the 20 teens, so I remember him in uh, him in the 98. Also, I think of Kevin Agert, which is kind of funny because we just had Shane on, who was Kevin's crew chief for a while last episode, so I think about uh, Kevin. Also, Brandon Selly, uh, Daniel Hemrick raced it at the short track level with his wife, Kenzie. Uh, at the time, she was Kenzie Rustin, now Kenzie Hemrick. Uh, Riley Herbst in the Xfinity Series. Uh, Eric Johnson and Tyler Nedekoven in the Wisconsin Sport Trucks, I remember. And then how about Marvin Panch and also Paul Menard in that Menards 98 for Petty Motorsports back in the uh, 2010s as well. Wow, you left me some scraps, dude. I'd left so, you hey, some. Hey, I got, I got some 98s here. How about uh, RJ Braun? Yep. And even, and even Rob Braun down there, you know, so... There they keep the '98 going. Hey, back in the day, Jimmy Spencer. I think he had the Finger Hut car, wasn't it? '98 with him. Jody Ridley. There's one from way back when. Um, and I'll even go further back. How about Leroy Yarbrough? No relation to Kale. Um, so that makes that '98 there. And then I even uh, there was one that was just bothering me, and I said, "There's got to be an Indy car." I know there's an Indy car '98, and it was bothering me. So I actually, for once, did a little research to calm the nerves here. Hey, how about Marco Andretti? You know, so <laughs> and I think Joe Rutman, you might be able to throw a ninety-eight on him too. That's with a question mark. So there's my ninety-eight, there, buddy. I got one more. 
98 IndyCar, Dan Weldon. Uh, yes, and he won it. Yep, yep, he won in that car. He won the Indy 500 in the 98. He unfortunately lost his life in the 98. Um, I remember back, I was, I did some NASCAR games where I actually created a 98 Dan Weldon NASCAR car from his days in IndyCar to, to in his honor and remembrance. So I, I did a little bit of that. Um, that was another big loss in the community and, he has uh, there's a, a movie that's going to be made about him called I think it's the Lionheart. I think there's a movie out there called Lionheart, but I think this is going to be the Lionheart. It's either that or the opposite. And I believe who there is someone who just picked it up. So they're going to start filming that here shortly. And I can't wait for that. I'm I'm so excited to, to see that. Yep. I'll, I'll check that one out, man. So, yeah. Hey, let's go to the movie house together. We'll check that out. Oh, absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, let's start off with some news here. We have a, a big program, so let's get into the news. We're also going to have a couple of guests on. We're going to have Sawyer Efforts on, the Fox River Racing Club champion. Also, just this past weekend, we were over at Marshfield Motor Speedway, had a great time, and we're going to have the Tundra Super Late Model champions on, Dalton Zier and John Beal. Uh, so let's get into it, Mark. Uh, starting with the news here, how about Daniel Hemrick goes back to the Cup Series in the 31 for colleague? Yeah, that 31 car became open, and uh, yeah, that's an interesting way to where to go. So, all right, we'll see him back in the Cup Series. Yep. Uh, Spire Motorsports purchased a third charter for 2024 from uh, LiveFast 78 team for 40 million being reported. Uh, <laughs> Interesting amount there, but Trackhouse and Spire have formed an alliance for Zane Smith to drive full-time and cup for Spire next season, as Zane has signed with Trackhouse. Boy, that $40 million, boy, that franchise tag sure uh, sure has doubled in price in the last few years. Man, <laughs> yeah, has it ever. Uh, now I understand why Ju Dale Jr. is kind of dragging his feet a little bit till that price comes down. <laughs> Yeah, if you want to play poker, you better bring some money. So there, there you go. Hopefully for him it comes down because I tell you what, it just keeps going up and up and up. So It does. Yeah, well, we'll see how TV TV contracts come up and where the sport will go after that gets signed. So we'll see where that yep. goes. Yep, absolutely. That's a good point. Uh, also, the Clash will be coming back to the L.A. Coliseum on February 4th next year also joined by NASCAR Mexico Series, which will have a race before the clash. Yeah, the Mexicans are going to come on up there, and, <laughs> and uh, we'll see how that works. So that gives them some exposure for us. So we'll see how that is. I'm looking forward to that. I want to I want to see other series, so that'll be cool to see. Yeah, we've uh, we kind of liked the, the, the Coliseum. Um, it puts out something interesting. I mean, it's, it was, it's what lights the fuse for the season, you know, so, so we'll see, man. We'll... Uh, that's February. It's a long ways away, but it'll be here before you know it. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Also, uh, Bristol will not have dirt next year, so it'll be two concrete races uh, next year. What are your thoughts on that? So where's the dirt track going to go? Are they going to go back to dirt? Or are they going to leave that sit? Uh, I don't know. Are they going to fill North Wilkesboro up full of dirt? Uh, that, would, that would make make up for patching the car tractor. But uh, I'm hey, – uh, um, how did you like the Bristol racing this year? The cup race um, had two lanes, but uh, 
Uh, I don't know. Uh, you gotta. What's your uh, What's your idea about the uh, short track program that they got going? Initially, I I was thinking it was a gimmick again, but just like a lot of things that I thought NASCAR was doing for a gimmick lately, it worked and it was something different. And uh, someone who doesn't go to a whole lot of dirt races to throw one of those into the uh, Cup Series, I thought it was pretty cool. And it provided some good race. I feel like each year it got a little better. This year I thought it was awesome. So I was kind of hoping they would keep it. But, yeah, maybe maybe there will be a dirt race on the schedule. And maybe it's North Wilkesboro. That's been talked about a lot. Um, even Dale Jr. said it. So uh, maybe, maybe that's what happens. But uh, we'll see what the schedule looks like. I got a feeling somewhere down the line the dirt will come back. So. Uh, yeah. But it'll also be good to see two two regular uh, Bristol races. That's uh, that's good as well. So yeah. hard to uh, hard to say one way or the other. Yeah. So we're waiting for the overdue schedule. Everybody's kind of saying it's coming soon, coming soon, one of these days, and then that'll tell everything of uh, what's going on for next year. I heard back in I think it was July that it was going to be the end of September or early October. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, for people that are planning vacations for next year, they need to know, you know. <laughs> so you better get going. Hurry up. Yep. I'm sure they're they're trying to iron in uh, things out there. Speaking of the schedule, unfortunately for Road America, there will be no NASCAR race there next year uh, due to the Olympics and, and some other scheduling things. So unfortunately for Road America, I hope to still make it out there once or twice to go see the other races that they have. Uh, it's an awesome facility. So uh, I think this will just be a short-term thing. I think you'll find NASCAR back at, at Road America here in the near future. How about surprise Xfinity at Milwaukee? Bang, there. We still get to, we still get them around. So we can always hope that Milwaukee's got, got a race. And if the truck if the trucks keep keep the schedule and bring the Xfinity series, so that you know, instead of having both Road America and Milwaukee, would that be nice for one year to say, hey, they're coming back to Milwaukee also? Yeah, yeah, I, I would be for that. And then uh, hopefully both are on the schedule at some point as well. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes, man. Yep. Waiting on that overdue schedule. <laughs> uh, any other news items from you, Mark? Yeah, how about Lane Riggs, man? He's going to be working uh, with uh, uh, the 11th Xfinity car the rest of this year, battling with Derek Krause. And, you know, I think the best man who's going to um, – finish the season off probably will end up with that ride next year yeah that'll be interesting lane riggs is a, a pretty good driver so i was hoping that Derek Carls would get some more opportunities but lane's uh deserved it as well so uh we'll see how that shakes out but uh either way i hope Derek's in the in the series and in driving something full-time next year yeah that's for sure well, Mark, let's go to the hotline and bring on our first guest, the Fox River Racing Club, Sawyer Efforts. All right, the hotline. Let's do it. Yeah. What's going on, guys? Hey, Sawyer, thanks for uh, coming on, buddy. How you doing? Oh, I'm so good. Just had a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Feeling, feeling full. <laughs> good stuff, man. Hey, we missed your party last weekend, man. I saw some pictures. It looks like you guys are still partying off your uh, your year here. Oh yeah, yeah, a lot to celebrate there. Uh, had a good time. Time to settle back down now. <laughs> <laughs> well, well deserved, man. Um, I want to go back to the start of the season since we had you on there. 
Uh, we talked to you going into the Tundra Super Late Model Race at WIR. It had been nine years since your last win. You had you had the dominant car there. You worked your way inside the top five with only a couple of within a, only a couple of laps. Went three wide to get some more track position. You ended up taking home the win and that awesome Bear Trophy. Yeah, man, it was a great start to the year. Um, we were feeling good after qualifying, you know, strong effort there too. And, uh, you know, really thought we had something to, something to show them after, you know, we swapped some shots and practice just to try something. And we were pretty good even before that. And my dad was kind of like, I don't know, I think you should leave it. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. It's kind of a hold my beer moment, you know, obviously. Yeah. Um, and uh worked out worked out good and uh actually ended up running that stuff pretty much all year um it's a good good confidence booster for us you know getting into the season and starting off on a good note high note yeah and the first local to do it uh win that race and then the weekly season started the next week you finish second and then the next week you take home another checker flag yeah, and that was uh, that was cool too because you know we got the we got the win in the bear and we were like oh man I hope I hope we can keep it going on Thursday night you know it changes a little bit racing under the lights um, instead of the daylight um, just with the track stuff but it, throughout the year we kind of kept the long run speed um, it took took a lot of the year to get the qualifying figured out but. By the end of the year, I kind of didn't want it to end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two weeks later, the red, white, and blue states uh, championship series starts. Twin features this year, 33 laps. Fifth in the first feature, won the second, and you take home the overall red race win. Yeah, that was great, too. Um, I had won the red race previously in a late model there. Um, but I never, never won the series at all. So to do it uh, in that fashion is pretty amazing. Hey, you know they they started a new concept of uh, thirty three lap t uh, double double features. I know it worked out for you, but what do you think about that? Did you like that idea? Um, I'm not. Well, you know we got we got good long run speed. It seems so. I'm not opposed to doing it um, a different way. You know, I when we um, we kind of had our meeting at the shop about that. We're like, well, what should we do? Should we get, you know, try to go get the first one and then just see where we end up in the second one? Or should we kind of save, you know, and, and get, you know, get decent position, make sure you're in the invert and then get flipped in front of some of those cars that you, it'd be nice to just get a free pass on. And we kind of went that route and I, I think we um, finished like fifth and first in, in all of them or, you know, maybe third and first or, you know, whatever. But we kind of were really patient in the first one, tried to save a little bit and then uh, got those couple free passes on guys. Um, I think at the red race, I got I got the free pass on Gabe with the invert, which I was uh, worried about him. You know, he's fast everywhere he goes and. I uh, kind of got the free pass there and was able to stay in front of them. And uh, for the rest of the year, that was kind of just a strategy. But I'm not opposed to doing it in a different way. I kind of feel like that might be the direction they're leaning in the future. But it's pretty early uh, in the off season to be speculating. So. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Well, again, two weeks later, another win. We talked about the number two and all your second-place finishes and second sucks and all that the last time you were on. You were winning races every two weeks early on, so that was a lucky number two for you. Yeah, it was. I was, I was uh, you know, it's funny how at the beginning of the year you're like, oh, man, I just want to get one win and I'll be happy for the whole year. And, you know, and then we get, you know, three of them pretty early. And I'm like, man, can we keep winning every other week? This is really, this is a lot of fun. You kind of get greedy fast here. So I was trying to be humble about it, you know, and uh, just keep, keep, keep my head down and keep working on it and, you know, doing what we needed to do every week to, to be fast. So I was doing my best to not get, not get ahead of ourselves and be happy with what we could get, you know. The uh, every other week trend stopped there, but then three weeks later is the white race. You finished third in the first 33 and first to take home the overall white race as well. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. We had a good good first run. Um, again, just kind of trying to be somewhat patient. Um in the first one and not do anything to get ourselves in trouble or get anything banged up where we got to work on it, you know, for the, the second one. Um, yeah, worked out, worked out great. You unfortunately had a, an issue the next week. You were running well again when something happened, what ended up uh, happened to you? Cause there was a bunch of smoke coming out of the front of the car. Yeah. Um, we had a left front down, uh, pretty much right from as soon as we got done with the hot laps, you know, they give us a few laps um, to get the tires warmed up. And I was kind of, I was riding around the first five laps and I'm waiting for the cross member to come out of the track a little bit so I can get going, you know, when the fronts get aired up and it wasn't coming out of the track and it's just it's scraping and scraping and scraping the whole race. And I eventually at the end, you know, I was, I was really hoping since I ran the whole race with the thing flat anyways, they just let me finish, but I guess it was smoking too bad. So that one, that one kind of, I was really mad about that when I got out of the car. I mean, I, I get it now. It's a safety thing. I guess they didn't want me to, you know, blow, blow a tire completely out and hold the show up for going into the fence or wrecking anybody else, getting anybody hurt, you know, so I get it now, but I was pretty mad about it <laughs> uh, when it happened. <laughs> Well, you're in a points race at that point, but looking throughout the whole season, you only finished outside the top 10 twice. Um, incredible season, and that was one of the nights, uh, I think that was your 14th place finish, so that was the worst night of your season. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I think we had um, – I'm trying to remember what happened that night. Lauren, I, it's kind of escaping me. I try to put that stuff out the rear view as fast as I can and not think about it anymore. <laughs> Um, as you should yeah yeah i can't remember what happened that night but then the next time you see the track was three weeks later because we had uh, a rain out and then the half mile got rained out when we ran all the quarter mile stuff and that was the blue race again you won the red and white already rumor has it the last time and i believe the only time this was done that the red white and blue races were swept was in the 1970s by dick trickle did you know that going into that night i did not know that until uh 
later that evening after it was all said and done. I had no idea that was a thing. I I wondered about it, but I was more concerned about sweeping it just for the sake of being able to say we swept it and being able to have the crew run out there with a broom afterwards. So <laughs> I didn't know if anybody did it before. I kind of... I don't know. I guess I just assumed that it had been done before, so I, I wasn't really thinking about that. I just more so wanted to do it to say that we did it, you know? For sure. Hey, you finished fifth and first in the blue race. You uh, sweep the red, white, and blue state championship series. What an accomplishment. Yeah, it was unbelievable. And thank God for the strong qualifying effort at the blue race, too, because I think um, Jesse O. I think I only beat him by like a point in the overall or a point or two maybe. Um, so that was really close. And I think Jordan might've been right in there too. So I know that last, that last night was really close and we we're racing our tails off there at the end for sure. But yeah, like I said, at the beginning of the year, we were like, Hey, be happy to win one race and then <laughs> come out and sweep the red, white, blue series got the name on the wall you know it's just it's awesome hey man through the whole summer we've been seeing you helping out helping others uh especially donnie wilson you know were you exposed to anything with that race team that you implemented of to uh uh better help your program i think um you know the guys on the crew always had a good work work ethic on our team and um being able to see those guys work and um, how, how efficient they are at getting stuff done. I, I was kind of able to bring that back to our shop and say, Hey, let's try doing stuff like this and see if it, you know, just kind of speeds the process up or allows us to do more things in less time. And um, I think that was like the biggest, biggest part of it. Um, as far as helping those guys out this summer. And then obviously one of the guys that works there is a good friend of mine. His name's James. Um, he's been helping me out for the last three or four years, um, kind of teaching me about how these cars work. You know, I, back when I was racing late miles, you know, my dad and uh, Mike Springstraw and Pete Birkin and some of those guys were helping uh, set the cars up and I was just a kid and I didn't know anything and I wasn't around the shop a lot you know I just wanted to show up on Thursday and race the thing and uh it doesn't work in the super late models just too much stuff going on I gotta be able to diagnose problems and the way cars feel and uh, James helped me with that a lot and showed me how to use the load machine and you know efficiently and be able to test stuff quickly and so yeah i would say a lot of a lot of stuff from their camp helped me directly and indirectly just by watching and it's uh and i love working with those guys they're super nice i was uh actually on jesse's car last weekend at toledo so we had a good weekend there too <laughs> hey you finished second the final two weeks of the season to capture your first super late model championship uh great ending with you and Andy the the second to final week and then Chris Kelly that last week um you almost got both of them yeah I uh 
I, I'll tell you what, I, I heard a couple people say like the week after them being in the race that there was some rumors swirling around about me letting him win, and I just want to clear the air on that. I definitely did not let him win. I would never let anybody win. That ain't how I roll. Um, yeah, I got there, you know, at the end. Um, I don't know. I didn't think it was worth getting into him to try to move him to – for one spot, you know, it just didn't seem like it was a good idea at the time. You know, if you get into them too hard and spin them out, now I got to tap out. I'm going to the trunk, and there goes all my whole points lead. You know, so I'm just trying to manage points, um, just making a making a smart decision for the points race. And you know, if I hadn't won a race all year, maybe I would have been a little more aggressive at the end there. But I think I just did what I had to do. Hey, what's the future hold now? You capture this awesome super late model championship at Wisconsin International Raceway, something that you've been chasing for a while. What's the future hold? Are you going to stay weekly racing? Are you going to maybe travel a little bit more next year? What are you thinking? Well, we're certainly going to run it back at Kakana, um, see if we can double down on the success. Clearly, we got something that's working over there. Um, I think we're all a little nervous about only having one car and trying to run around i mean i know guys do it um but you know you run up to or i should say down to like slinger on a sunday and end up having to put a clip on the car i don't think it's going to be ready for thursday you know so it's just stuff like that that's really the only thing that's kind of keeping us at bay keeping us up here in the valley a little bit i mean i'd like to get around it's Definitely not me not wanting to go anywhere and race. It's just, you know, trying to be fiscally responsible and being able to keep ourselves in the points contention here. That's where our sponsors like to come watch us race. And um, we got to make sure we're at Kakana every week, you know. Hey, I want to uh, finish with this and then I'll let Mark uh, chime in there. Um, you had an average finish, I figured this out, of four point essentially six this year. Four point six. Five wins, the Tundurin, red, white, and blue champion, weekly champion. I tell you what, when we met with you, you were more focused than ever. I, I you know, I saw that look in your eyes, but that doesn't always mean anything. There's a lot of work that has to go in, a little luck that needs to go your way, but you and your team worked hard and camp uh, accomplished your goals this year. Yeah, like uh, like I mentioned earlier, you know, I think the, the work ethic was always there on the team. Um, I think, you know, after the drought for that long that people, and I mean, they would never admit it, I don't think anyways, but I was, I even on myself, I was concerned that maybe I didn't have it anymore. Or, um, you know, they were like, man, I don't know, is this guy really as good as, you know, he thinks he is or, you know, kind of that mentality and I you know I don't know if they felt like that or not I don't think they ever gave up hope but you know it was I think getting that getting the bear right out of the gate was like okay let's let's freaking go man we got it for sure now we know we got a good car here and uh no I can get it up to the front and uh yeah just just worked out great and uh you know Good momentum going forward.
So, hey, you're going to have a wheel in your hand at Fest? Are you going to help anybody? Or are we going to tip one over there? Or what you doing over Are you going to lacrosse at all? Uh, I don't think I'm going to venture over that way this year. I'm going to be um, at the Winchester 400. And then oh, boy. At uh, Nashville for the All-American. Um, and then maybe possibly I might end up in uh, Pensacola Beach there the first weekend in December. I heard they got a race going on down there, so might go check that out. <laughs> that's, a, that's a dandy, right? That one's a good one, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I got been there uh, the last three years in a row, but I, I've never worked there, so I might possibly be in the pits with a black and red jersey on instead of uh, in the grandstands with a beverage. <laughs> hey, uh, I think we've talked about this. Um, you've never been to Winchester, correct? I have not, and I cannot wait. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, you were going to walk into that place and you're going to like, holy smokes, this is crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, my buddy James was sending me some videos from the infield um, when Donnie won a couple weeks ago. Him and Gio were flying around there, and I'm like, oh, man, that place looks crazy. <laughs> there's, a, there's a spot in the infield that's kind of – separate from the other place it's like uh it's higher a uh, higher part in the infield and you can actually go and stand on the inside backstretch wall or at least you could two years ago and watch them come out of turn two and scream down the backstretch into turn three man uh i've never experienced anything like that oh, i'm definitely gonna check that out if that's uh, a spot i can stand for sure because i mean yeah it's that's basically it sounds like it's slinger but it's a half mile long <laughs> which is crazy yep it's crazy it sure is yeah well you you and taylor are gonna have to video us so i can see your reaction to the place when you walk in but uh hey man uh congratulations on the awesome year in, incredible by you and your team Thanks for uh, coming on again, and I'm sure we'll talk to you in the near future again. Have fun at Winchester, Nashville, and maybe the Snowball. Yeah, it's always a pleasure talking to you guys. Uh, you've been doing a great job ever since this thing started. Uh, Mark, I love the videos, too, and Lauren, great job announcing uh, at the track this year. I always I got to see you a lot this year, which was great. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thanks, man. I'll see you in Nashville. So, uh, yeah, I'll catch up with you down there. Yes, sir. You guys have a good rest of your week. You too. Thanks, man. See ya. Mark, I, uh, I tell you what, uh, Sawyer efforts, when we met with him, like I said, he had this look in his eye, but that doesn't always mean anything. But uh, he sure made it happen this year. You know, he won, won that Tundra race, man, and that took the weight off, you know. And then after that, they went and had fun on Thursday nights. And, boy, <laughs> he definitely was the dominant one and well-deserved championship. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, taking home that beer trophy really set the tone. We met with him the week prior to that, and he was saying, man, that would be really cool to take it. He took it home, and Austin, you're starting to look. You know, he's got a lot of confidence. He breaks that streak that he was talking about, and that thing carried throughout the season. Sometimes at Kakana, I feel like you have people that start off really hot, and then when it gets to July and gets really slick and hot, some people struggle and then pick it back up in August. Man, he was good throughout the season. Through the whole season. Yeah, there's highs and lows you see a lot of times with a lot of drivers. Um, there's people that struggle and also they don't find it till August. And then there's some guys that come out of the box really good. But, yeah, Sawyer was solid and very consistent all year long. 
Yep. Uh, thanks to, for him to uh, come on this thing again. And like I said, I think we'll talk to him at, at some point in the off season again. I'm, oh yeah. I'll see him at Nashville when I'm down there. So yeah, I'll rub up with them guys. Yeah, that'll be fun. All right. Well, let's uh, transition into uh, the NASCAR weekend. Uh, now, Mark, uh, let's, let's talk about Bristol. Um, it's Bristol, baby. Yeah, you know what? It's, uh, it all started with the ARCA series, you know. All of a sudden, they had that on FS1, so sat down and had a little dinner and race, and that was pretty good. And, uh, you know, see uh, our buddy William Sawalish. Man, that kid is growing, man. Two years ago when we first met him, you know, and he has grown a foot and a half, man. He's getting to be a tall, tall young man. Yeah, he had the pole, dude, and then he, uh, when he took off the first one, he missed a shift, and... Uh, um, Luke Fenhouse got into Jesse Love and did some front end damage on his right side, and that messed up Luke's day the rest of the day. It was unfortunate for Luke for sure. He had a tall task in front of him to try to get that championship away from Sawalich due to the Milwaukee deal with him and Connor Jones getting into it. I think he was down 20 points going in. So Sawalich really needed to exit the race early, and um, unfortunately, Luke did. But what a what a great season for Luke. But I tell you what, William Sawalich, he's he's a good little racer himself, man. He was for sure. Yeah, two times, man, he ended up shifting from second to first. And and that first time they had it on the end car, you could hear the engine wind out, and they were like, ooh, that ain't good for the motor. Yeah, Luke, uh, the first time he blew the right front, front uh, tire, um, he made slight contact. But then the second one, he buried the wall, and then that was the end of him. So un unfortunate there for him. Uh, we're sure we're uh, rooting for him. Yep, absolutely. Uh, what a race it was, though. Jesse Love looked like he had the thing. He ended up getting a little damage. So Wallach got a little bit of damage, but so Wallach makes a, a late move uh, on on Jesse and takes home the win. And yeah, he takes home the win there. Yep, and Jesse Love got second. And uh, yeah, he he just won the Toledo Stars race down there too. So you know, so yeah, Jesse Love is uh, is a hot item right now too. Absolutely. He was really frustrated at the end of that race, though. I'm sure that was a big deal to him to, to win that ARCA race at Bristol. Absolutely. Well, that's, yeah, you'd like to win there. That's a, that's a marquee place, man. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, but congratulations, congratulations to William on the ARCA East Championship and and also the ARCA win at, there at Bristol. Uh, I think that kid's got a bright future. Oh, yeah. Yep. He's uh, driving in all, all kinds of series, too, you know, so been in the trucks also so yeah he's getting the experience he's only 16 ain't he so yeah so um when the if he won't be able to drive the truck at talladega because he's not old enough right yeah i think it's a mile and shorter he can race at so he uh he raced at bristol so <laughs> he had to race the uh that night in the truck again because that was the same day so yeah he's dabbling in that truck quite a bit Yep, yep. So that's how you get experience, man. Yeah, we see the ta talent with that dude. For sure. Well, then the trucks were later on, like I just mentioned. Uh, in stage one, Sanchez had a start in the back, and there was a close call for him early. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you go in the back, huh? Right? You get in somebody else's mess. <laughs> and then Wood spins, Thompson can't avoid, and that was a pretty big hit. That was a nasty lick, man. I got in capital letters on my notes here. Whammo. <laughs> That's, you know, it's a good one when you write that down. So, yeah, unfortunate there. Yeah. 
Things uh, happen I so can... fast at Bristol, though, man. All of a sudden, something happens, man. You don't have time to react or anything, and you are moving right along, and things happen so fast there. Absolutely. No doubt about that, man. Uh, Eckes would win the stage over Hosevar, Ty, Purdy, Zane Smith, Carruth, Taylor Gray, Heim, Tanner Gray, and Rhodes. Uh, under that, the pit stops there at the stage, Zane Smith, Quapple, Curry, and Sanchez stay out to get some track position. Yeah, hey, we've seen Quapple running around too, and he looked very good also. Absolutely. I, I can't wait to see what the future holds for him too. I tell you what, there's a lot of young kids right now that are moving up, and uh, it's going to be exciting times. And we've been exposed to them people around here, man. So, you know, exactly. they're going that way. So that, that's cool. I'm loving it. Absolutely. In stage two, Van Elst would spin around, unfortunately. And then lap traffic was playing a factor. Ty and Heim make some contact, and Ty would get a flat tire. He limped it around for four laps and barely goes a lap down. He would get the free pass, though, so huge for him. Eckes wins the stage over uh, Smith. Sanchez, Heim, Enfinger, Taylor Gray, Josevar, Quapple, Carruth, and Rhodes. Yeah, Ty was trying to, you know, try to stay ahead of the leader, but he still got the free pass, but that just killed his whole race, man. Uh, track positions, everything. And then, you know, uh, Zane Smith got nailed for a penalty being outside the box, and um, I had to question that. I, I didn't, the front tire was clearly on the line, but the back one was just touching the black line. And uh, apparently the black line is the border and he got busted for that. And that was my pick. And so we could sit and watch Zane Smith and Ty Majeski try to come through. So. Yeah, that was, uh, that was unfortunate for him starting in the back, but it was fun watching him and Ty try to come through the field. Although. You definitely saw it was hard to pass there. Oh, it was terrible, man. So, yep, you lose your track position, man. You're not going to gain that any of that back. Yeah. Uh, Sanchez would brush the wall on the restart, and then, wow, Eckes dominated the race, but with five to go, Heim caught him, gets by him, and wins. Eckes would be runner-up, then Endfinger, Josevar, Taylor Gray, Carruth, Rhodes, Purdy, Sanchez, and Benedetto. Yeah, no surprises there, man. It just seemed like Heim just kind of saved his stuff, and at the very end, all of a sudden, there he was, man. And I mean, and he blew his doors off. You know, there was no race after that. He just took off, and Heim wins that race. Unbelievable. Yeah, great, uh, great race there, though. But oh yeah, absolutely. I, that was very entertaining. Hard to pass, like we said, but made it entertaining seeing the different lines that people were going to use and and how they were going to try to get by when they when they had to. Yep. So, yeah. And the last one was De Benedetto and uh, boy, the news just came out that he's, he's done. And he made a comment today that I have not gotten around uh, reading. Maybe you, have you got that? What he said today? Um, I know he released a statement saying that he was disappointed in the decision and, and heartbroken. Um, I think that was yesterday though. I don't know if I saw anything that came down today. I can try to look that up, but that is something that we did not mention is Rackley War made the decision that the Benedetto is out of the ride right now, currently, and they're going to fill the rest of the races with someone else. So uh, unfortunate for Matt to Benedetto. You know, you think about the next race they're going to is Talladega. He won there last year. Uh, so that was kind of a surprise that they made the move now. But you yeah. have a few weeks to try to recruit and see if someone else can get in that ride and, and do better. 
Yeah, for sure. You know what we were talking the other day, Sam, uh, the body language of him at Milwaukee just looked like he was walking around like he was defeated, you know. We seen him having a little lunch and everything. We didn't get a chance to talk to him, but it just seemed like he was just going through the motions and something just didn't seem right with him. Yeah. Uh, like I say, they go to Talladega, uh, not this week, but next week. The points look like this. Haim advances to the final four with his win. Eckes is plus 29. Hosevar up 18. Enfinger is up 14. Zane Smith is minus 14. Rhodes is minus 19. Sanchez is minus 22. And Ty is also minus 22. So that all don't mean nothing, man. Talladega is coming up. You want to talk about putting it in a blender? <laughs> and there you go. It's it's going to be survival at Talladega next weekend. Oh, yeah. Talladega, that is the wild card. That's the following weekend, not this weekend, the following weekend. Yep. So yep. correct. We'll be we'll be tuned in on that one for sure. I am gonna try to find out if Matt Benedetto made a comment on anything. Uh, here is here's what he said yesterday, which is what I saw. He said, No words can express the disappointment I'm feeling right now and also not being able to finish the season out. I really want to thank my fans for always being there for me. It means the world to me, and I'll always be there for you. Thank you, NASCAR and Craftsman, for such an awesome series that I love competing in with all my heart. Working on 2024, and we'll update you all soon. Did you hear something else from him? No, but I thought somebody put, put something out there that it was he was a little bit bitter. But uh, uh, I guess maybe that's the comment that was out there. So that's respectful. and. Uh, Man, he was in a cup, and he almost got a victory, you know. And um, yeah, he'll still be relevant. He will find he'll find a ride here. So, just unfortunate yeah. that you don't get to finish the season off. I mean, that that's got to be just totally disappointing, you know. You at least try to make it to the end of the year, but yeah, you know, that, that's how the business works, man. For sure. Well, the Xfinity series uh, then happened in the first stage. Uh, Custer. Wins it over Elgire, Jones, Nemechek, Bain, Chandler Smith, Kligerman, Mayer, Dale Jr., Sammy Smith. It was the first caution-free stage at Bristol for the Xfinity Series. Since, uh, yeah, wasn't it since 2018 or was it the first time? First time ever. ever. First time ever, caution-free. So that was impressive. Man, they wrapped off them 75 laps real fast. And it was quick when you were watching the race. It was like, wow, that's over already. Bing, bing, yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, it could four laps a minute, man. So, you know, they, they rattle off real fast. Yep, for sure. Elgire and Jones make contact on the restart. Some smoke coming from Jones there. Right front damage for Elgire. Thankfully, both would be okay for that moment. Yeah, thankful because that's that was your pick, so you were thankful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kligerman, unfortunately, has the pits with an issue. It ended up being a wheel bearing. Man, from uh, from the highs to lows, right? He gets into the playoffs, and then the first race in the playoffs for the Xfinity Series has an issue like that. Yeah, the bearing was so much, he even cooked the brakes, dude. He came into the pits, and he didn't even have brakes either on that side. So, yeah, and they pushed him behind the wall, and his day was done. Yeah. Mozak gets into Graf, and Graf would spin. Jones makes so slight contact with Custer. They were one and two at that point. Yeah, for sure. And then, hey, then uh, Jed Burton, he got the lucky dog on that mess. So he got he got back in there, you know, for being a um, for being a championship contender. Yep. Uh, Barry and Mayer make contact on the straightaway, and then they wreck into the corner. 
Barry had a flat right tire, front tire. Jones and Seagate collected as well. Three junior motorsport cars were involved there. The stage went under their caution. Elgire wins it over Custer, Hill, Dale Jr., Bain, Nemechek, Hemrick, Herbst, Chandler Smith, and Hernart. And did you hear uh, Sam Mayer's comments when they interviewed him after he got out of the care center? He was hot. He was hot. He says he better hope that was a flat tire. Otherwise, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely was a flat tire. Barry wouldn't take him out on purpose. And, boy, that was a grinder, boy. Barry, Barry piled that wall. That car was really destroyed. Yeah. And and I want to say, uh, I said Dale Jr. and then Earnhardt at the end. Remember, Jeffrey Earnhardt's in here, too. So I'll address them as Dale Jr. and and Earnhardt if, when they finish the race. Yeah, and uh, didn't Jeffrey, Jeffrey, yeah, later on, he got into a tussle, too. Yeah, yeah, just after that, Burton and, and Jeffrey made contact twice. Jeb was not happy with Jeffrey. Clements and Graft would spin just after that happened. Yeah, that's exactly what happens right there. So, yeah, there was some heavy-duty doors slamming going on there, dude. And Jeb uh, showed his frustration during that caution. He did, yeah. He drove up like, what are you doing, dude? You know, I, I don't know if he showed him number one. He didn't see that, but it, uh, it was pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nemechek slides up into Hearst. Both would be okay. And then Creed and Hill make contact. Hill spins and hits the inside wall first, then ricochets to the outside wall. Boy, I tell you what, teammates there, Hill would be done for the night. And he was hot, too. And, boy, I'd like to be a, a fly on the wall for that meeting on Monday. Uh, I tell you what, Hill was very irked about that. And I think they made the comment that we don't need to be doing this to each other, you know. It's yeah. bad enough you're de dealing with everybody else and here your own partner takes you out. Who needs uh, – what did he say? Who needs enemies when you got a partner like that? <laughs> Ooh. So hey, I, I could use that sometimes with you. But that's that's a heated moment. Yeah, you yeah, go on eye racing and you can throw that at me too, buddy. <laughs> then uh Jeffrey Earnhardt has a flat tire. Uh good job by him to make it to pit road and not have the caution come out. Kudos to Yeah, him. thought a caution was gonna come out, but yeah, he made her down a pit road, came down the hill. Cruth and Balicki make contact. Balicki spins and hits the inside wall, and fortunate for uh Wisconsin driver there. Yeah, Carruth got into him, and it was unfortunate. So spun him out. Yeah. Then Dale Jr. has a fire inside the car. He pits at the 20s stall. They assist him. It stayed green. He was running fourth and led a bunch of laps prior to that happening. He had, he a, had shot a shot at it. He had a shot to win that race, and he got out, and he was looking at his pants leg on his right side. Uh, got kind of hot there. almost looked like his uh, – Jersey got a little scorn there, but uh, man, he was just like old times, man. He was getting around her. Didn't his crew, didn't his spotters say something to him? And he goes, everything's running fine. Don't, don't talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so good stuff. Yeah. Leave me alone in here. I'm going to work. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. If everything's uh, going good. You don't want to hear nothing. Just let, let me do my thing. Good. Yeah, all right. that, that's all right. <laughs> Uh, Elgeyer slides to the lead, barely clear with 12 to go. He would hang on to win over Hemrick, Nemechek, Custer, Chandler Smith, Sieg, Bain, Herbst, Sammy Smith, and Grala. 
Kralz was 12th. And then Allgaier announces on the front stretch after his win that he's coming back to Junior Motorsports in 2024. So the ink was barely dry, and he he let that fly out there. Why not? Why not? If you're winning like that and dominating, I'd, I'd stay there, you know? Yeah, good deal. Yeah. And how about Kraus finishing 12th? Uh, man, he's been either inside the top 10 or just outside of it, and bringing the car back in one piece, very impressive. That's the huge thing, dude, bringing the car back in one piece. And, you know, he's getting these 10, 12s, 8s, all around that area. He's getting that valuable seat time, man. Absolutely. No doubt. Uh, well, the playoff standings for the uh, Xfinity Series look like this. Justin Elgeyer advances to the round of eight with his win. Then Nemechek is up 65, Custer up 39, Hill up 21, Chandler Smith up 18. Hemrick is plus 12. Sammy Smith is plus 5. Sheldon Creed is plus 4. Burton minus 4. Mayer minus 14. Kligerman minus 22. And Barry minus 24. So um, some guys that you thought would advance are below the cut line. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, 10. We're going to Texas, man. So anything could happen there for sure. Yep. Yeah, Texas, uh, <laughs> that place is interesting after that repave. Yeah, and it's it's unfortunate. They only go back there once, you know. It's just kind of like, mm. you know, I kind of like that Texas race. But, uh, um, yeah, so, and it's only a 400. I thought it was always a 500, and they made it a 400 this year. So, so we'll see where that goes. Oh, and it's supposed to be, oh, it's going to be hot there this weekend, too. They're talking upper 90s, so good old Texas weather for the weekend for them. So that must be the Cup Series that you're talking about down at Texas. That's Saturday and Sunday. Yep, Xfinity and Cup. Yeah, so. When you said 400, that's got to be Cup Series. So. Oh, the Cup Series, yeah. It's 400 and the Cup race or the uh, Xfinity race is 300. So that's still a lengthy race. So, Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, that mixed up with the Cup. You're right. Cup, uh, yeah, was, I got ahead of myself on that one. So that's carry all right. on, carry on. Well, let's talk about the Cup Series at Bristol here. Uh, Almendinger hits the wall, comes down, and Sindrick is there. They make some pretty good contact. The caution comes out. Hamlin was speeding under that caution. Larson ran over equipment. Briscoe hit the box. And we had some split strategy there, so a whole lot of things happening shortly into the race. And then the, the weather was also on, off, on, off. And then, uh, you know, and then they finally got some laps. And then we got some more of it. But uh, they moved the race up one hour. But really, they were kind of delayed. They were delayed that amount to get the race started. That, that That's frustrating, trying to get going there. But they, they finally eventually did it. Yeah. I tell you what, Harvick and Logano were already struggling early. So a couple of uh, guys who were going to be close to the cut line not doing so well early. Yep, and, and Harvick, I've never seen him that bad. That was just, you know, and Logano, he couldn't catch a break himself either. He was kind of relevant here or there, you know, in the beginning of part of that race. Yeah. Uh, caution comes out for precipitation. Didn't last long, thankfully. Uh, Bell would go on and win the stage over LaJoy, Wallace, Byron, Reddick, Chastain, Keslowski, Larson, Truex, and Gibbs. How about LaJoy finishing second there? Yeah, LaJoy. Hey, he got nine bonus. He got nine bonus points there. But uh, yeah, there's a strange one that's up there. So they're improving. Yeah, they are. Hopefully, they. I think they're going to hang on to him, ain't they? Yeah, yeah. I, he's I thought I thought there was an announcement that he's going to be staying there. 
Yeah, a few weeks ago we talked about that where he had other options but decided to stay at Spire. So he'll yep, that, that, is, that is correct. Yep. And then another caution for precipitation, they bring the cars to Pitt Road this time. Um, or excuse me, that was before that. Uh, I'm reading it wrong here. Or no, that was right. Uh, another caution. Oh, you're for, correct. And they bring the cars to Pitt Road. Uh, when they get going, Bell wins the stage over Gibbs, Larson, Hamlin, Hosevar, McDowell, Busher, Byron, Priest, and Elliott. You know, it rained hard that time, but they didn't lose the track. It didn't rain long on hard enough, so they, yeah, it wasn't delayed very long. I mean, they did a good job of getting it all dried up and carried on. Very good job, absolutely. And then, for unfortunately, sure. for Corey LaJoy, we were just talking about him. He spins as contact was made going into turn three, or excuse me, as they were three wide, collects Logano, Newman, Ty Dillon, and Haley. Logano would be done. You know, how many times have you seen that when a guy goes and he just clips the end of the pit wall and then he ricochets back in, into traffic and then you just see everybody just wad him right up and, boy, it sure messed up that back left tire on Logano's car. I don't know how he could drive that thing with that tire tucked up inside the wheel well like that. So, yeah, and that uh, that absolutely uh, shut that uh, Logano, the reigning champion, and he's out. Out of the playoffs, yeah. Oh, we didn't know he yeah. was out right there because um, he was still going to be close to the cut line, but he ends up being out. Um, when you talk about that inside wall ricochet to the outside, the first thing I think of is when Hamlin did it back in the 20-teens and clipped Dale Jr. in the door, and that's the first time i really seen the door foam go flying. It just ripped it open like it was a beer can, as you would say, and yeah. uh, there went the foam, so I always remember that. But, yeah, you see that all the time when somebody goes down and comes ricocheting back up there. We've seen that many times. It's never, never good when somebody comes flying back up into traffic. Yeah. Uh, Truex got really sideways, and then smoke was rolling from the car, but he saves it. They did throw the caution there. He was the first a lap down, so there would be no free pass there. Was that the quickest caution in NASCAR history? It sure no. was up there, man. I just like the dude didn't even spin, and he even said he got crossed up. He didn't spin, and they threw a caution. Even the announcer said, "Wow, that was quick." And I, I, I gotta say on that one that 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 was an unnecessary caution. It was, but the way it was looking, it almost looked like he was blowing up. So I don't, I, I don't think, um, I don't think it was the quickest caution. Was it quick? Maybe, but. Um, somebody, had, somebody had itchy finger on the button, and he he bumped it, and that was the way it went. Easy. <laughs> yeah, well, call it like I see it. That was an unnecessary caution. Yeah, it was, but uh, it looked like it was more than what it was. But anyway, uh, Hamlin goes on and wins the race over Larson, Bell, Busher, Gibbs, McDowell, Elliott, Kozlowski, Byron, and Stemhouse. Logano, Harvick, Stenhouse, McDowell eliminated. Yeah, Harvick, he deserved to be out as bad as he run. You know, uh, Stenhouse was there all day. You know, he was he was in the fight. He was he had a chance, and even the thirty four McDowell, unbelievable how he was running. You know, he was in the top five, top six all night, but uh, just not enough. Not enough uh, luck to somebody else having an issue. But uh, it was the Hamlin Larson chauffeur. And yeah, you got to throw Bell in there too. He won both stages, the pole, 
Um, so yeah, he got around there and Hey, Busher, <laughs> wow. Just keeps right on wrapping them off, man. He's going to be a contender here to the end. And, uh, yeah, see the 54 of Gibbs finally leading some laps. You know, you're starting to see that he's figuring that out that that's going to be one dude that you're going to have to battle with next year the 54, if they keep that number, but, uh, Gibbs is going to be one of the tough ones to beat next year. Totally agree. Absolutely. So, well, the point standings, uh, oh, go ahead. One more thing. Hey, when Denny Hamlin got out, how do you like the comments about all the booing that he got, huh? Hey, um, I, he's not wrong. Like, he, <laughs> I don't know. I do. He's not wrong. Um, they kind of prodded him, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> asking him what he thought about it. And then, you know, then they ask him a, again, you know, like, what do you mean by saying you beat the, the favorite driver? And then he says, all of them, you know. Which... All of it. Yeah. <laughs> and then he raised the back of his hand, well, you know, just like he, and, uh, and then they really got all worked up about it, you know. But, uh, hey, somebody's got to play the villain. And, uh, you know, I, I'd do it too, you know, if all of a sudden you can run. You know, Kyle Bush was a villain for many years, but his uh, performance hasn't been able for him to back it up. But, uh, um, there's a different look about Denny this year, man. And, uh, you know, and I said at the beginning of the year that he was going to pop this off, and it sure looks a little different this year. We'll see. We'll see if he can finish it off because he hasn't done it yet in his career. Let me let me t tell everyone something because if you listen to podcasts where we talk about Denny Hamlin, I say he's a great racer and he says he loves chaos, but when the chaos really happens, he seems to fold under it a little. I see a different look in Denny this year. Just it reminds me of Sawyer, honestly. Uh, I saw a different look in Sawyer. I see a different look in, in Denny, but it's early. What happens when they get to the round of eight and you have to get to the final four and then you get there? What's going to happen? Because that's where it seems to really play a factor. But I'll tell you what, he is not lacking confidence right now. He's playing into it. I'm really liking what I see from Denny Hamlin right now. But, uh, yeah, for sure. But, man, we got some tough racing coming up in the Cup Series. You know, there's some there's a Talladega down there. There's a Roval. And then, you know, we got Vegas, Homestead. Um, and then, oh, boy, throw Martinsville in there. And, you know, if you want to even somebody's score with somebody, you know, that can get really rough. And then, and then Phoenix at the end. There is some really tough races coming up. A lot of racing. Um, still going to take some luck to uh, to pull this off, so. We'll see, man. That's why we're watching. Seven to go. Yep. Uh, and the point standings look like this, Mark. Byron and Truex are plus 25. Remember, they regroup after this. So Byron and Truex at the top, plus 25. Hamlin plus 21. Larson plus 12. Busher plus 10. Bush plus 8. Bell plus 5. Reddick plus 3. Chastain minus 3. Kozlowski minus 3. Blaney minus 6. Wallace minus 14. Truex said how thankful he is that he gets a reset because he was on the cliff's edge of uh, of uh, losing it. He was uh, in the negative there for a little bit. So, um, so yeah, he's thankful that there's a reset for him. And the round of 12 looks like this. Texas, as we mentioned, coming up this weekend. Then you go to Talladega, there's a wild card. And then the Roval, another kind of wild card. So interesting round of 12 here. Yeah, so <laughs> we'll carry on, man. Every week we're going to be pushing them out. Absolutely. 
Well, why don't we go to the hotline for a second time and bring on our second guests here, Dalton Zier and John Beal, who are the Tundra Super Late Model Champions. All right, let's double do it. Here we go. Let's do it. All right, John and Dalton, thanks for joining us again today. How are you doing? Good. Oh, good. Thanks for having us on. Hey, 23 Tundra Series champions. How does that sound, guys? Well, Bill, I think I'm excited. I'm pretty, I was so excited with our year with the Tundra. Um, you know, and uh, we had a lot of, seems like all our good finishes were at Tundra this year with a little bit of bad luck in the other points divisions, but uh, it was a, a really cool year in Tundra for. John and I. Yeah, it's uh, cool being the first ever team drivers. I think that's neat. That's a, that's never been done. Yeah, I was surprised when when I heard that there. I thought it had been done before, but uh, no surprise that that you guys team up and, and become the first uh, team champions to do it in the Tundra Series. Uh, but I want to go back a little further here, and then we'll get back into the season here. John, I've been asked, and I'm sure Mark has too, a bunch. How did you get into racing, and how did you get to where you are today in the Super Late Model? Yeah, my uh, parents owned uh, a race team. They sponsored a bunch of guys to begin with, and then they they owned a race team called Star Motorsports, and it was driven by Brian Hoppy. And I was on the crew for that, and then I was getting sick of being on the crew and wanted to start my own racing. So worked my way up from the bottom. It was uh, four cylinders and uh, trucks, limited lates and super lates, and got into that. Got uh, connected with Casey Johnson and then Dalton Zier. Man, Brian Hoppy, uh, I haven't heard that name in a while, but uh, what a driver. Yeah, he uh, currently works for uh, Five Star Bodies, but back in the day, that's all we did. Uh, East Coast, West Coast, North, South, um, every division raced everywhere, and it was a lot of fun. I also got to ask, how did this partnership with you two come together? Uh, Both great racers coming together for one team, team driving, all that. How did it initially start? Yeah, I uh, was working with Casey Johnson, and that was going great, and he had a couple op- other opportunities, so you want to go elsewhere, and uh, <laughs> it's going to sound weird, but uh, just one night I was brushing my teeth and was thinking about Dalton, and uh, went down to the couch and messaged him, and he responded right away, and uh, anyone that knows Dalton, he he's not a phone guy, and he doesn't respond, so the funny <laughs> thing is he uh, responded. And a couple of weeks later, uh, met him at my shop and, and went over everything. He said yes and went up to his shop, and that was quite the experience. He had grain scales, so actually uh, non-electronic uh, scales that measure grain. And I'm like, holy moly, what are we getting into? <laughs> but uh, the guy the guy had the experience and, and the knowledge and the numbers, and he said yes, and Next thing you know, uh, five years later, we have 108 wins under competition. Unbelievable. Dalton, what was that like hearing from John and, and wanting to team up together? Oh, that was a, it was a good timing on his part um, for, for me because I was ready for change. I was working with Gene Coleman and really enjoyed my time with Gene, and he obviously taught me a, a ton along the way. But uh, I was uh, – 
you know, ready to do something different. I didn't wanted to to spread my wings, say, or and uh, I'm sitting there on the couch that evening, and John messaged me, and I was, you know, yeah, I was I was available, and I him and I talked for a little bit, and then it sounded like let's give it a try, why not, you know? And it, I really enjoy working with John and here in Verona, Wisconsin, and you know, we, to grow the team together and and get better as a team has you know that's that's what i really like in racing is that you're never done growing and then uh with uh john and our sponsors at gildan racing and first business bank fdg i mean you know we're able to continue to grow and uh, become a better race team so i really like that that's the part i love about racing is is improvement you know trying to become better and you know your competition will always force you to do that you know that's for sure yeah, that's ironic, dude, that I was uh, going to mention about uh, Gene Coleman. You know, the 119 number you have still lives on. How did that all work out, you know, finding somebody from the upper upper Michigan there? Yeah, I met Gene down in Florida when I was, I think I was 13 at the time. Um, and uh, he was just this old guy that would come by our race shop and uh, read the latest issue of Circle Track Magazine or any car magazine that is. And we didn't really know who he was. Um, and uh, my dad was building me my first new car. And uh, Gene said, oh, he came in with his catalog and said, you need to buy, you know, my this rotor, this hub. And this is why it's better. You know, did a sales pitch. Anyways, uh, we ordered all, my dad ended up ordering all these parts. And uh, Gene was surprised to see us get all these parts. He didn't realized that the pitch stuck with my dad as well as it did anyways uh about a month later a whole car showed up he said you got to run this series though and that's how it all began um at the time down in florida you know you couldn't go four laps without there being a yellow i mean it was insane anyways he convinced us to come up to the midwest and do a little bit of racing and uh obviously you know that was uh the quality of racing up here is phenomenal and um you know i mean i i kind of fell in love with the area myself uh i'm a little bit more of a small town guy and and in comparison to florida all of wisconsin is small town you know i mean it's just less people so it's a little bit more small town and and i really enjoy that about up here and and it's kind of become my home now so i'm i feel like i'm becoming more and more of a wisconsinite but that's how i started with you I would say you're Wisconsinite by now, man. But, uh, okay, you're still doing a lot of racing this year, but not running the full Midwest Tour. You're not running the, the national tour. How did you guys come together and, and plan your schedule and look into running the events you have and will yet this year? Go ahead, Dalton. Yeah, no, the uh, uh, we sit down each at the beginning of each season and try and uh, uh, figure out, what we can run i mean we i mean john and i are both racers if it were if if there was no work involved we'd run you know 60 nights uh, a year each you know but uh unfortunately these cars take a lot of prep work and effort um to to run well so uh we usually pick a series each and then we pick a second series each you know after we each get our first picks in and and then after that, uh, 
we're just filling in races at that point, you know? So, I mean, we'd love to run everything all the time, but, uh, uh, you know, that's just not doable. So we both pick a series and, uh, um, and then, and then we both pick a second series. And and then after that, you're, you're pretty booked up on all your Saturdays and you're just looking to fill in a few events at that point. And that's how we ended up with the schedule we had this year. We filled in with the Midwest tour where we could, um, but it wasn't a priority with uh, the rule changes that happened this year. So we, we just, uh, it was a second, it was a filler series for us. John, I have to ask you this as well. What's it like watching your car go around at the track and not being behind the wheel and essentially in control there? Uh, I don't think a lot of people like that, but you, you, uh, you do it fine and it seems like you like it. Yeah, it's actually surprisingly uh, more more nerve-wracking. When you're in the car, you don't re- realize all the crazy stuff going on. But when you're outside the car and you see it all happening, it's uh, not a good thing. But even like Marshfield, where I've had all the success, and this past weekend where Dalton set fast time, won both features, ended up winning the championship for our team, it's uh, weird to do. So I still like it. It's uh, fun as a team member, as an owner, as a crew guy. Um, you can still enjoy it. You still end up winning. Um, I'd rather be in the car. Uh, but it it is interesting and it is different. Hey, John. But you know, you, you said something on our video last week. Uh, that you said you're first at everything. You know, you're first to the track, first to tech, first all that. And and that really stuck with Lauren and I the next day. And we really talked about that. And we really liked that idea. Tell us more about that. Yeah, it's a theory we have here <laughs> is at uh, Gildan Racing. You know, even it starts January 1st. You know, get the cars done, get them perfect. Uh, get Be the first ones out to test. That's a big thing. Uh, we feel uh, it's a big advantage. We feel like we win a lot at the beginning of the year and the end of the year. So if you get out testing, you get everything ready, you could win a lot early. And then uh, be the first one to leave the shop, be the first one to show up, be the first one to sign in, be the first one to unload, the first to tech, um, qualify first, you know, try to win the heat race, try to win the feature all that type of stuff. It just, it catches on where if you don't have a theory or a goal, you're just kind of out there where if you try to win everything, it's, it's a big thing. So we're numbers people. Uh, we try to win everything we can and it, it's just addictive. Dalton, you now have four Tundra championships. Of course, the first while treating team driving, like we mentioned, that's impressive in itself, but you also have, won championships at six different tracks, including WIR, the Dells, Norway, Golden Stand, State Park, and Marshfield. Uh, in addition to that, you also have a Midwest Tour Championship, and you're still young. Talk about the success that you've had to this point. Well, uh, I was fortunate to be at good equipment my entire racing career, you know, um, to be hooked up with uh, Gene Coleman right away and, and um, be put in a uh, – race winning car and knowing what it takes to win a race then you can you can get back to that point quicker you know through experience so i contribute a lot of my success to being in a race winning car early and then now i just have to replicate that and um i feel like that's a big part and then you know you got 
it's all, like I said, the competition always drives you to go faster. And I push myself, you know, I'm always looking to improve. So I feel like that's given me an edge at, uh, you know, kind of staying uh, uh, relevant on the racetrack. And I didn't realize that I had uh, that many different track champions. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, it makes me like, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to be yelling in the future for this, but it, I think John already knows where I'm going with this. It's like, man, it makes me want to go to Slinger. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I also, you know, you, maybe one day I'll go after Slinger Championship, and that way I can say I have, you know, I, that would only leave, I guess, lacrosse, Madison. Um, but uh, I need to have Supers Weekly for me again to, to run there. But, uh, yeah. That's pretty cool. That's a cool stat, but I would say uh, good race cars from the get-go are what uh, contributed to most of that success. Well, and maybe with Slinger going down to the eight races, maybe uh, that's a that's oh, a bigger yeah. possibility now. Sales pitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, John, you've won championships as well at Marshfield, Golden Sands, Wisconsin Challenge Series, and with the CWIRA, excuse me, also very impressive. Yeah, I uh, did more of the typical bring up where you had to build your own team and you struggled along, so I don't have quite the success that Dalton has, but I learned a lot back in the day that helps me out now, so worked my way up from, uh, you know, starting in the four cylinders, renting one uh, weekly for a couple of years, and then ended up buying it for 650 bucks to uh, buying my first limited late from Casey Johnson and racing in the truck series and so on. So more of a, a typical bring up, but uh, it helps me out now. And uh, Dalton's had tons of success and uh, myself uh, have a normal upbringing. I want to bring up the Tundra Championship again. Uh, Dalton, you finished eighth at WIR, second at the Dells. You won Norway. You won at Golden Sands and you swept Marshfield. Uh, John, you won at State, or excuse me, you finished fourth at State Park Speedway. Uh, Dalton, you had three fast times, four wins, and Beal, you had a fast time at State Park Speedway. Um, just a very consistent season. What you need to do in the Tundra Series because it's very competitive. Absolutely, Dalton. Yeah, it's a it's a short season, so you really, I mean, I I, I got us a little bit behind there, WIR. Um, but, uh, fortunately we had uh, a streak of, uh, success after that. And, uh, um, you know, it's a short, it's a short series, uh, um, which just means you can't have, you know, you gotta be on your A game. You gotta be top three every week. And, uh, uh, going to tech is always the goal. You know, you want to be in tech at the end of the night. That's how championships are won. So, uh, I think it really speaks for the team that, uh, you know, when, when we team drive and, we're both successful. It shows that we have, uh, you know, really, really good equipment and we have our act together when it comes to executing. Hey, Dalton, back there in the Gandrew 250, we were just kind of hanging out by the picnic table there and you came by and I kind of asked you who you help and you were just being a, uh, a spectator watching tech there. Um, that was, was there a learning experience and what was going on there that you, uh, taught, uh, maybe caught you off guard? Yeah, um, I was mainly uh, there to see uh, what the Star Series was about. Um, unfortunately, I had missed the, uh, the most entertaining uh, meeting of the day, which was, I guess, the crew chief meeting. But uh, uh, still, you know, um, 
it's uh, racing's a, a whole experience when you go to the track, and um, and at the end of the day, um, you you know you want to have a good time, and we all we all you know you have to know the people you're racing with and the series that we're going to be working with when you go racing. And, and that's really what I was there to do was just to get to know those guys a little bit and get the vibes and see how it all worked. Um, you know, and uh, who knows, maybe, maybe uh, one of these days we'll run with them. But uh, right now we're going to focus on our Midwest program and, and um, try and uh, refine that, be better. You know, we're uh, getting ready for the Dells this Sunday and, and Luke Fenhouse has been really tough in that series, so hopefully we can topple him Sunday and come away with yet another win. <laughs> hey, John, uh, Dalton just mentioned going to the Dells this weekend. What does the rest of the season look like for both of you? Yeah, we were actually up there today testing. We are uh, doing some work on next year already. Midwest Tour plans on going solid link on the rear end. So we went up there today and tested that. That's uh, just how super late racing is going right now. You have to be that far ahead of the game. So went up there today, did some testing, tons of cars um, up there getting ready for a three-day show. So Jerry Aubie should be, uh, be having a great program for this weekend. <laughs> But uh, we've had a lot of speed up at Dell's Raceway Park, just haven't been able to, to capture the wins yet. So we're up there uh, this weekend, and then we have Oktoberfest Race Weekend, which is a really, really big program for anyone to handle. Uh, we actually go up there the weekend before uh, um, to test and get our parking stall. And then we're there all the, all the way from Wednesday to Sunday. Um, for the Dick Trickle, the Knights race, the Midwest Tour race. And then after that, we're uh, back to Dell's Raceway Park for the, the year-end show. That'll wrap it up. Hey, up at Marshfield, I was hanging out with the red and black up there with all the fans with the Gildan apparel. What do they all offer at Gildan? Everything. every for, Everything from your polo shirt for corporate stuff to – to the blue collar guy, anywhere from shirts and sweatshirts, um, um, everything. So they're actually the world's largest apparel manufacturer. Um, anything from what Adidas makes to Under Armour to socks to underwear, um, you'd be surprised what they make. So they're a billion dollar company, world's uh, largest uh, apparel manufacturer. So uh, they make a lot. Hey, uh, Dalton, I want to end with you here. Uh, a couple of things. You won the Bev Ashenbrenner Memorial. You swept the races, but one of them was the Bev Ashenbrenner Memorial. What a special lady in the community and in a big race to win. Yeah, it was uh, it was really cool to get that win. Um, I know Brandon really well, and uh, I really like him as a person. So I, I feel like that's a reflection of um, Bev. You know, I mean, uh, uh our kids are reflections of us. So she did really good by him. And, and I, I know that she's, you know, proud of the guy. So uh, it was cool to win that race. And um, I hope that uh, Brandon is happy with the winner and the outcome of the event. And, and uh, maybe uh, uh, in the future, we can support that event in the future. So I, I mean, it was a big deal. I mean, it, it's Memorial races are, are, um, tough you know what i mean uh it's you know that they're there watching but uh we don't get to visit with them every day like we used to so it's uh cool to be 
part of it. And then I just have to ask this to end it. How cool is it to celebrate with Maverick, have him around the scene, and and have him involved? How cool is that? That is the coolest deal. I mean, that's uh, it's uh, one of the great perks of being a, pre- a parent. Um, in his eyes, I'm always a winner. You know what I mean? Which is cool. But uh, 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 I try and uh, raise him well, just you know, the best I can, and that way he's a good person when he grows up and and uh if he chooses to race that's gonna be well i'll be racing it's it's crazy i think about this all the time because uh you know nason's kid is racing and the uh basso's uh, kids are racing and and uh april's kids are racing it's like i feel like i'm gonna be racing these guys for the next 30 years now i mean it's like oh my gosh if maverick races i'll be racing these guys for 30 years it's like we better start getting along you know i mean uh <laughs> so, and, that's exciting, but uh, uh, who knows? You know, I mean, he might decide that he's uh, uh, gonna golf, or you know, he wants to just crew on the car, which I would be okay with either way. But uh, I love having him down there at the track. He loves going to the racetrack. He comes testing with us all the time. And uh, lately, it's been he wants to bring his power wheels to the track and and part of the be part of the test. <laughs> That's so awesome. Well, congratulations on a great season so far. Congrats on a great weekend at Marshfield, the Tundra Championship. It's a big deal. So congratulations, guys. Thank you for your support and coming on, and hope you have a great rest of your week, and and good luck down in in the Dells. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. Good luck luck at the Dells, guys. See you down the line. Thank you. Well, Mark, uh, talking to Dalton and John, man, it's so great to talk to them because I feel like they're so hands-on that you walk up to them and they're thinking about how they're answering questions. They're thinking about how to work on the car. They're honest. They're they're kind of one of a kind because you know their mind is always running with uh, what they can do next. Yeah, do you know what I got this week when I saw Matt Panier come up and talk to uh... – you know, talk to Dalton, and Dalton kind of gave the car a side eye. You know what? He just that was the look like, man. He had a dominant car, and it was just awesome to see how the um, how they swept that weekend. How they did that, man. Um, yeah. So yeah, unbelievable. And and you're right. We saw him at the Gandrew 250. Had a great conversation, and that's kind of what I'm talking about. Is he's down there learning every little thing he possibly can to get better. And, and Dalton's always been that way, to my knowledge. Oh yeah, you know, and he's got tools in his hand too, both of them. You know, so they're mechanically inclined and all of that. So, yep, that's a well-oiled, well-running machine that they have a, of a team concept, man. And that red and black man is pretty cool, man. You see that everywhere. Pretty good stuff. Absolutely, for sure. Uh, thanks for for them to come on again. Uh, it was great talking to them. Um, just uh, just awesome team. And congratulations on the Bev Ashton Brenner, which is a huge deal in the Tundra Championship with us, which is a huge deal. It's been a been a good season for them. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it was great that we went out there and seen that in person, man. Good stuff. Well, let's talk more about short track racing, Mark. Uh, we were over at the go tr- go-kart track up in Cecil, Little Buckaroo. I tell you what, that place was awesome. It was cool to see kids, adults racing. Uh, it was a lot of fun. 
They really boogie around that little little place, man. I'd say what well, was maybe like two tenths of a racetrack, pretty flat. Um, but there was a lot of cars there, and uh, wow, man, they really zip around there. <laughs> they do. It's it's crazy. I told you I was at GSR in Clintonville one time, and I said you're gonna watch this and be like, wow, are they moving? They are, yeah, especially what you're, and uh, there were some spills there, you know, and uh, had a little bit of an incident there, a scary incident, but uh, uh, everything worked out fine, and uh, yeah, we got to see uh, Brian Henry, and we went into the pits there, and he was a busy man, he's got more than, more than his share of cars to take care of up there, so, um, so yeah, thanks for, uh, for Brian to uh, kind of light a fire for us to go up there and check it out, you know, and so, Hey man, a lot of them kids are uh, the future racing in Wisconsin, man. So it's good to see them out there performing. No doubt, a lot of drivers have come from the karting community, and it was cool to see Brian with his kids there. You know, Madden raced a few times, and then Camden had one heck of a move to win his feature. So that was cool to see. But you're right, the future is right there, and a lot of a lot of drivers come from that. So need to support that, and it's it's just fun to watch. Yeah, I put that out there. It's like, hey, man, if, if any child is, is willing or is, is interested in it, just get them exposed to it, man. And, you know, there there's ways that you can get out there and perform. And, hey, you never know, man. <laughs> you know, you can be actually pretty good at it, and then you can, uh, you know, have fun with it. See where Absolutely. it goes. Yeah. Um, well, we were at Marshfield this weekend. I always talked about for – the Bev Ashenbrenner and the Tundra Super Late Model Series and the support divisions. Uh, I was asked to announce up there. That was an absolute blast. Um, the Breviks were great to work with. They're great people. Brandon Ashenbrenner is running all over the place, making that show go. Um, the scorer up there is doing a great job. Matt was up there. It was It was a really fun time, and I appreciate everyone that's involved with the Speedway and the Tundra Super Late Models that made it a great day because – it was just a lot of fun. It sure didn't go unnoticed to see how much everybody worked hard to, and pulled the rope together to make that event. And, uh, man, good crowd, good race. And, man, I love Marshfield. I, I like that racetrack. It really puts out a good show, man. So, uh, yeah, all in all, just a, a super event up there. Oh, absolutely. Um, we love that place. Unfortunately, we don't get up there as much as we would like to, but that place is awesome. Yeah, that's for sure. So, um, also, uh, this weekend, well, see the Dells is running a three day show down here at the Dells. Uh, there's another big deal that's going on and it's up in Elko and, uh, they're running the Midwest tour up there and, uh, all you Wisconsin fans on, you know, need to go up and see that place. Guess what? Uh, Dan Fredrickson talked to us and I think 2024, I'm going to have to take that off my bucket list and get my butt up to Elko and go check it out. I hear that is really one awesome facility up there. Yeah, I, uh, my wife and I went up there back in, I want to say it's around 2014, 2015, somewhere in there. Um, just an awesome facility. It's the Thunderstruck 93 this weekend. Um, Dan Ryan was uh, a well-liked driver up there, unfortunately had ALS, which is Lou Gehrig's disease, terrible terrible disease um support that if you can and um i wish we could go this weekend because not only do i love elko speedway um but i also like to support als because it's it's a it's a terrible disease and unfortunately yeah. dan ryan um had it passed away from it and 
you know, the other cool storyline with that too, not to undermine the seriousness of that is um, Dan and Ty Fredrickson are going to be racing against each other. So that that's going to be really cool to see. And actually Ty has the same middle name as Dan, which is Patrick and, and Ty and Dan talked to us about that too. So it's an awesome event over there. So I hope um, everyone that is able to goes to it because uh, it's great to support that. You know, we, we've been getting exposed to Ty Fredrickson quite a bit here lately. And, oh, my, <laughs> you know, I see a lot of that in that kid, man. And there's, a, you know, like Dalton saying he's going to be racing against all these kids. I, you can put that one up there, too, that Ty, Ty Fredrickson's going to be around and be hard to beat, too. He's got the talent. And he gave Dalton a run, of, run for his money in that second race. Yes, sir. So just give him more seat time, man. He's going to be just as good. He'll be just fine. I agree. Um, but get up to Elko for the Thunderstruck 93. Support the, the Ryan family, ALS, um, the fight against ALS. So um, get up there and support. Um, also, uh, the Dells is this weekend. Kind of unfortunately, that's the same weekend, but another big race down there. Jerry Aubey does a great job down at Dells Raceway Park. Wish we could go to that one as well. Um, but uh, get out and support that one if you're not able to go to Elko. Yeah, that's for sure. And hey, while we're up at Marshfield, man, they ran they ran the Wisconsin Championship Series down at Jefferson, and I went to go check out and see um, how that uh, the 250 lappers and Stephen Shield. Um, you know, not only did he beat uh, Erickson in the 94, he beat him by one tenth of a second on the second race, but the first race he beat Riley's standard by point zero zero three and so once again jefferson sound like they put on one heck of a show i haven't seen somebody take the fence down um took a piece of fence down uh, down there and rolled the car over so yeah that little action track down there does put on i like that place too so unfortunately uh can't be in two places at once man so been to jefferson twice this year and we didn't didn't uh been haven't been up to marshfield and we wanted to support matt and and uh, the Ashenbrenners and all that. So that's how that all worked out. But, boy, man, I tell you, <laughs> two races uh, by less than a tenth of a second, that's uh, pretty awesome stuff. That's unbelievable, man. Yeah, what was it, a hundredth in the in the second one and three, three hundredths of a second or, or uh, excuse me, um, thousandths of a second in the first one? That's crazy. Crazy. That is a coat of paint. That's a coat of paint <laughs> being that close. So, yeah, so that's good stuff there that I hear down at Jefferson. For sure. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, you know, we talked about the stuff happening this weekend. The following weekend is the big one, the National Short Track Championships down in Rockford, the last one. Man, that's sad that that place is going going away. And I have uh, decided to go. And then I saw a text today from Rich Bickle, and he put out that he is racing that night. So that just makes it even more of a, a priority to go down there and watch Rich uh, race. So, yeah, late this afternoon, he put that out there and just put that out for the fans. Uh, Rich Bickle's racing one more time. Man, that's cool. Uh, can't beat that. And then they have Bahama Brackets uh, a few weeks after that. Fest is in the in the middle of that as well at, uh, at Lacrosse. Um, a lot of things still happening. 
Oh yeah, we're still in the racing season. I'm going to be full throttle till I get back from Nashville for the All American 400, and that's not like there's left. I'm going to see Sawyer efforts down there. You know, we're going to see all kinds of local boys uh, down there taking over the South. The, the North will rise again down there in Nashville. <laughs> so there's there you go. The North will rise again. <laughs> well. Uh... To end this, how about we uh, we make our picks here for the NASCAR weekend down at Texas here, Mark? Uh, let's start with the Xfinity Series. You go bo- uh, first for both here. Who do you got for Xfinity? I got swamped this week, dude. Not only my fantasy team sucked, but so did my picks. I've never seen Harvick just be such – I've never seen Harvick being a slug as bad as he was. And uh, so, yeah, anyway, uh, wine and cheese over on this end of the state right now. But anyway <laughs> – Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna fire away here with the Xfinity. Um, hey man, uh, Texas high speed. You know uh, who's good with high speed? That's uh, Austin Hill, and I'll use him for the third time. Get that over with. I'm gonna go with John Hunter Nemechek. Uh, I at Texas. Yeah, I'll take John Hunter. Absolutely. Yeah, Nemechek is pretty pretty doggone hot. So. Um, so we'll see how that goes, man. I'm down eight here with a uh, 14 to go. So I gotta, I gotta get some victories there. Also, I want to mention that Noah Gregson was the defending winner of this race. Noah Gregson. Hey, he's racing again, man. He was at Toledo. So, um, with that 30 car, we talked about that last week. So anyway, in the cup series, um, for the 400 down there, Hey, I gotta, I gotta take last year's winner, Tyler Reddick, and I'm going to throw him out there one more time. So the 45, is who I'm picking for the Sunday race. All right, so the defending winner, Tyler Reddick, you got. I'm going to go with the driver who won the all-star race there last year, and I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney. Boy, you know, Ryan Blaney's had the worst luck in different different situations. Every day. Boy, that would turn his season around, man, if he could just win one race in here and get to the final eight. Oh, absolutely, yeah, and uh, he's got it done there before, so you never know. Yep. So, all right. So there's our picks there. Good luck. Uh, well, you just enhanced their careers because you picked them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's our picks there. Uh, up eight with, with a few to go, like you mentioned. So um, any, any final thoughts from you, buddy? I think that's it, man. Doing a family camp out there this weekend and uh, we went camping and my wife can't understand why they're, we're not near a racetrack or, <laughs> And so, um, otherwise it would have been four weekends in a row. So I bypassed the Dells this weekend. So family camping this week. And then, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing Rich Bickle run at uh, Rockford next Saturday night, next week. Yeah, absolutely. Still a lot to go get out and support racing everyone. Uh, we appreciate all your support. Thanks to the corp racing, Tim, for coming on. Really appreciate it. It helps a lot. So Mark, thanks to you as always. And, Thanks to thanks to everyone else, and hey, we'll talk to you soon. All right, man. We'll see you at the track, huh? See ya. See ya. This has been a production of Lore Sports. Hope you all enjoyed it, and thank you for listening. <laughs>